Oh my god, come on. I need to put my bed shop down, it's cold. Alright, well. Welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that one tweet could change the outcome of a general election. Oh shit, who's tweet? Who's t- uh Donald Trump's. Uh, he's a creative, is he? You're like such an old man right now. Cliff Richard. I'm talking about Cliff Richard. I haven't looked at the news. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Stormzy about a week ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, you knew that. I did know that, yeah, of course. The people listening to this need to know that you knew that. I did know that, I did, I did. I I, I told you about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, what's up with that? General election time. I'm glad that so many people registered to vote on that day because you know it was all young people. Yeah, like there's no 40 year old looking at a Stormzy tweet being like oh I'm going to register to vote today I think that's what yeah I mean that, that's why Cliff Richards uh, tweet was picking up the slack did Cliff Richards actually no, tweet no Cliff Richards didn't actually <laughs> tweet what do you he did it's awesome though that having someone like Stormzy have that amount of influence over something I know but it's so weird that like I know he, he's not qualified no but no no like, no I would argue that a lot of the politicians aren't qualified either. No, it's so. not. It's not that. It's just so weird that it was his tweet because so many people are like, go and vote. Yeah, but Stormzy's like the biggest artist in the country right now. Is he? Him and Ed Sheeran, and no one listens to Ed Sheeran because he's not cool. Stormzy's cool. Yeah, but surely there's a bigger artist than Stormzy right now in the UK. I don't think so. Not for young people. No. He's fucking massive. Okay. Alright, fair enough. He headlined Glastonbury. Yeah, I know that. But I'm just thinking of like other people who were and also he's huge. Super influential for young people. Well, I guess that's a thing. In a minority. It? Like he he kind of yeah, he sets trends, doesn't he? He's like a bit of a trendsetter, so I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Like if you look at him and Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran ain't setting any trends anytime soon. Well he is. Ed Sheeran's definitely set a trend. Yeah, but not a fashion trend. He probably has. Has he? Probably. As much as like it Ed pains Sheeran. me to admit it, it's, he probably has. Yeah. Because he's massive as well, isn't he? Fuck that guy. But, um, I mean, whenever, you know, let's, let's get him, let's, we'll reach out to him, see if we can get him on the pod. But other than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this week it's just me and Michelle. Hello. And as you can see, we've got off to a great start. Um, how you doing, Michelle? I'm all right. As I was saying before, you look like a proper old man. Like you started that podcast, like you were just like, fuck everything. You're like, welcome to the ne- another episode of the podcast. Well, you sat there in like your slippers. I am an old man <laughs> and we'll come to that in a bit. <laughs> but um, I just want to carry on with the Stormzy thing quickly. Go on. So I reckon you've had like people, people like Rage Against the Machine, people like Green Day, 1975? Yeah, well, they're big as well. You can have more than one big artist. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they're not exactly in direct competition with each other, no, are they? No, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about in, specifically in regards to telling people to go and vote. Ah, uh, yeah, but they're telling loads of 
privileged little white kids like us that to go and vote and they go oh yeah well that's you should go and vote because that's fun. like Stormzy's doing it to to get the young kids who don't really know and understand to, yeah to about yeah to, he's doing it yeah, to, uh, like his, his thing is arguably actually educational for people to be like okay you you need to go and do this and i'm informing you that you need to go and do this whereas 1975 it's just a lot of yuppies in it yeah um myself included <laughs> but like they... so my point is that he's had such a big influence on that and when he and essentially he's an artist he's a rapper he's a you know a creative yeah and yeah you've had some people who have gone out specifically to do that like green day rage against the machine so certain hip-hop artists there have even been you know pop songs that have been politically driven and plenty of rock songs but is that something that one day when you're 18 and you're like i'm gonna be a rapper or i'm gonna be a guitarist or whatever mm-hmm. and all you have a whole catalogue of material that is not politically driven yeah it's just it's just what it is it's individual stories or whatever mm-hmm. and then one day your tweet causes 360 i think actually i think it, that day there was something like 360 to 70 thousand people register and 230 thousand of them were sorry thousand yeah <laughs> add a thousand to what i said um 200, say that again there were 360 to 70,000 people registered on the day that he issued that tweet. Yeah. And I think something like 230,000 of them were below the age of 25 or oh, below yeah, the age yeah, of 30 yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But as an 18-year-old Stormzy, just like, oh, one day me just tweeting one thing is going to cause 360,000, mm. uh, 230,000 people to go and vote. Yeah, you never think that that's going to happen. No, you might be like, oh, one day I want 230,000 people to buy my record. Yeah. Or to buy tickets to my show. Imagine that. A show two hundred and thirty thousand people. Or like my tour. But not to go and vote. That's mad, isn't it? Do you think that that amount of people had will have like will make a dent in Well, my encyclopedic knowledge of our voting system and politics tells me that I have no fucking idea. Probably not, right, because London's Labour anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying that he hasn't just got scope in London, has he? Well, no, that's that's a national. Fi- that's a national world. figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all over the world. All, all over, over the world. world. Yeah, people in Fiji just like <laughs> God, Boris. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's just mad, isn't it? And I've you, the 1975 is an interesting thing because they've they've recently brought out that um, the beginnings of their album that'll be coming out next year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they've got Greta Thunberg. Thunberg from I don't know how you say it. Um, on their first um, track on that album, their their intro. Yeah. So they're making waves to do something positive for the environment. Yeah. Um, although, you know, one could argue that that's pretty lazy, just getting her on the thing, but not actually making an impact. So then Coldplay come along and go take it to the next level. And they've announced that they're not touring this album to help the environment. That's cop out. That they just can't be asked. I don't know. Chris Martin's pretty virtuous, isn't he? He's a, you know, he's a bit virtue signally. He's great, but he's a bit like, look how good I am. Look at us, we're great. Yeah, fair. I'm not sure it's a cop out because they can't be asked. I think what if, if anything, it's a poli- it's a, it's a marketing stunt to be like, look at us, look, look news articles about us. However, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. What are they gonna What are they gonna do instead? Um, they're doing like they've done these cool videos. You saw one in the cinema the other day, and you're like, oh, that was really nice. 
It was like a stop motion whale flying through the sky, like oh, claymation. Yeah, Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're doing lots of like video stuff. Oh, right. Okay. It's all, I, I mean, that's great. And I, that's dead nice that they're doing that. But moving forward, what? So now all touring musicians have to stop touring to help the environment. And that's not what they're saying. No, I know. But like, if we start moving forward with these principles and people start like, big huge artists start setting principles like this that other people will then eventually follow are you going to ruin the tour industry you're going to ruin live music right no you've just done an lbc <laughs> you've, what are you doing that's not what's happening yeah that could event the, you've just done an lbc so the thing is i can't dispute that that <laughs> may one day happen because i have no idea whether that will happen or not but that's not what they're doing no but you're setting a president aren't you a president precedent a precedent yeah, you setting a president, you setting a you setting a Trump. What? No, look, yeah, but that may happen. But who? Like, so even if so, let's humour your point. <laughs> if it does happen, yeah, well, so be it. The world, the planet can't take loads of people touring. Oh, but that's why well, you can't go and watch live music anymore. I mean, I guess that's you not can. necessarily what they're saying that you can't guess, go and watch live music anymore. Well, like, I, I mean, I guess if it's local, so they can all carry the gear to the local the local venue you could also argue that Coldplay are doing that to oh if we don't do a tour our, our CO2 emissions will be absolutely crazy so if we don't do a tour there's those CO2 emissions that we've saved we'll let small independent bands use them and you get 10 small independent bands that's out of our that's not what they've CTO. said though I know it? it's not but that's but that's me doing what you just did it's just it's like that's not what they're saying so I'm doing it from the other side I think it's a good thing yeah, obviously it is a good thing for the environmentalists. I'm not disputing. Don't, you know, nobody get, get sound bites of me saying that. Bloody well will. Get <laughs> you running I'm, for the right wing. I'm, dis I'm disputing climate change issues because, right. no, I think it's a great thing that they're doing. But I think it may just be a little bit of a publicity stunt that they haven't quite yet thought through and might have a bigger impact on future, uh, like, musicians and or the future music industry. Perhaps. So I think it's just something that is like decisions like that you need to really think through. And I feel like it's been more of a publicity stunt than it has been a thought through actual thing. Because if it was a thought through actual thing, what you would say is you'd, you'd think of all these angles and you'd be like, yeah, you, you would say what you've just described of being like, we're not, we're not going to tour because our combined CO2 emissions would allow smaller bands to tour and we want to promote. Right. Um, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. that, that, but they're not, they're just being like, Look at me. Well, you don't know that because this is the first time that I've ever told you that. No, I suspect I'm just, I'm that it might be true. I'm spitballing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I suspect that it might be true. If we were all in the same but, world where I was like, oh, yes, Alex, I believe you, well, everything that you say. <laughs> no, but it's just funny. It's soon, I reckon if it, it was be? someone else, right? I reckon if it was like Christine and the Queen, you'd be like, oh, she's so amazing. But because I'm like, it's Coldplay, you're like, fuck those guys. No, if it was Christine and the Queen, I'd be even more devastated because she lives in France. So that means she would never come to tour in the UK and I'd never get to see her. So I'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah, but you're not, you're not thinking, you're thinking of just you. Yeah, of course. Oh, God, <laughs> this is like a new side. This is your right wing side that I've never seen before. God. No, Catch I'm not you. thinking if I, about if, just me. I'm if I caught it. you on any other day other than this, another, <laughs> one of the other 364 <laughs> days of this year, you'd be like, that's amazing. They should all be doing that. They can tour in spirit. 
But yeah, well, the day before my birthday, I'm always a right-wing novid. Right? <laughs> Apparently so, is something I'll learn about you. Anyway, right-wing novid, you've got kale in your teeth, so let's move on to the next fucking issue. And it's me being a grumpy old man. You just said then it's your birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday a few days ago. It was Ben Gladwin of this parish. Ben Gladwin's of this parish is... Birthday. How do you say that? It was Ben's birthday the other day. Yeah. He is of this parish. Mm -hmm. And um, we all are a year older. (laughs) Um, And a couple of mates of mine, happy birthday, Joe. I know you listen sometimes. And Harry, I know you potentially listen. But being older sucks. I don't want to be old. And I'm not sure if that's just because... I work in a creative industry or because I actually don't want to be old. No, I think you're still holding on to your like, I think there was a part of you that was so firmly ingrained and being like, I'm going to be this cool teenage famous indie band rocker man. Oh, you're on one today, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just being. Go on. And then. Finish abusing me. Stop shutting me down. Finish abusing me. gaslighting me. Finish abusing me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so like the idea of, and obviously you don't feel that way anymore. Like that's not what you want out of life anymore. Mm. Um, but that those old those old values are yeah. like subconsciously ingrained to be like, oh shit, I can't get older because if I get older, it's never going to happen. Maybe because what other reasons do you have for not wanting to get old? Like, what's why are you shouting at me? This is what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that I think it might be because I work in a creative industry is the reason why I want to, don't want to get old. Yeah, exactly. I think the idea of being like some suave, grey-haired, fucking cool bastard with a dog it's not and, a, and a cool... I'm like, yeah, that looks sick. But if you're like, well, that's going to happen to you, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 it's sick. Not for me. That's not sick for me. I need to make sure that by the time I'm this age, I need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how life works out. Although I suppose if you look, like if you, like, so if you said to me when I was 16 and, and presented the life that I lead now and go, this will be your life. And I'm like maybe 14 to 16. Mm. I'd have gone, I'll take it now. I'll have that, please. Thank you. If you gave me that when I was 18 and above or just from 18, I'd be like, nah, it's not good enough. Yeah, I need yeah. to be. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And, and these these are the the checkpoints that I need to reach to reaffirm what I'm doing in my life. What changed? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But then I go through stages of being like, "Oh, cool! I'm 26 now. Ugh. Like, I can deal with that. I can deal with being 26 because this has happened. This has happened. I've done that. I've done the other. This is on the trajectory of this kind of trajectory. And then on another day, I can be like, "I'm 26 and." we've not we've not signed a publishing deal yet or we've not found the right manager yet or or whatever you know external external things mm. um and 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 part of it comes from the fact that when i was 18 i would hang out with um a band called blitz kids and tour with them and i'd look at them and they were all like 25 26 and they would be on the cusp of making it they'd have a decent fan following so whenever we did the shows they'd be busy shows and you have loads of like teenage girls there who would be you know, waiting around after the show and stuff like that. And I'd be like, they're not quite there, but they're close. I'd be like, I want to be there or thereabouts when I'm that age as well. Mm. But that looked fucking ages away. And now I'm there and it's not the same. No. But on, sorry to just finish that point, but then on the flip side of that coin, no offense to these guys because they're all great guys, 
But as they were doing that, they were all having to work in pubs or one of them was on the doll. And I don't have to do either of those things. So then it's like, okay, well, yeah. what do I have to be complaining about or and to be nervous about? Also, you can like you conduct your life in different ways that end up suiting you, which ends up taking your life on a different course. But that just means that, you know, you're going about things in a different way and one day it will happen in a different way for you. So if you like if you were those guys then yeah maybe it would have happened that way but you're not you're this person so the decisions that you've made up until this point have been right for you yeah. and have put you at this point that you're at now so just trust the process okay yeah i know i know that however i don't want to speak about this in regards to just myself no. so creatives in at all aspects mm. is what is, what is it that makes it feel like, especially for musicians, especially within that category, singers, mm. I would guess especially dancers, certain types of actors, although some, you know, that's something, you know, Ian McKellen's acting, he's like fucking 106 million years old. Mm. Um, probably less so in things like directors or painters or writers i'd say writers actually the younger you are the 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 worse it is yeah i think you get a lot of credibility from age in writing but what is it that makes you feel like you're a ticking time bomb um well like you say i feel like maybe yeah definitely industry but i feel like maybe it's only in regards to certain industries so it's like dancers obviously that's a huge thing and because, that's, because of, that's that's like a sports that's a physical person. thing yeah, yeah like once you get to a certain age you can't physically go on like an athlete yeah so dancers i would i would argue is in terms of creating like just in terms of creative creative industries that's probably the one that is like most pressing actors like it depend like it's acting is like so dependent upon your character and the person that you play yeah if you're the young pretty beautiful girl mm-hmm. then you know yeah unless you're huge and you're like uh, the public want to follow your career throughout your entire life yeah then yeah you are going to struggle when you start hitting like you're not quite old enough yet to get the old lady roles but also you're not young enough to still play the the cute young yeah and person. i suppose you have that um that thing of like so let's say you are um a male lead uh, you know a uh, a James Bond type. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry. Let's go even before that. Let's go you're Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. You're mm. like a young heartthrob. Yeah. Then you have to develop and get older and then you may turn into the James Bond type. Yeah. Then can you develop into that Richard Gere old guy or can or do you go a bit more like just an old guy, you know, like... Um, Oh, I can't remember his name now, but you know, you you know, Gary Oldman, for example, he d- does well, but he's not like heartthrob Richard Gere, George no. Clooney. He's type. like your granddad, um, a little bit, yeah, or or Brian Cox, yeah, you know. Um, but if you're doing that, oh, someone outside. If you're doing that, but not as um, a working sort of in inverted commas successful actor, you're just doing that on a small stage as a sort of independent actor going off and trying to get auditions and jobs, then that's got to get harder. You, yeah, you've gone totally. through three types. You could go through three types before you get a big break in a yeah. job or a, or a job that sustains you. I remember speaking to actors about this and they, I think they've said like, yeah, unless you're huge, that the hardest time for an actor is 
that middle age bit, you know, like between, I don't know, 35 and for or like 30 and 50, do you know what I mean? Because it's like you're in a kind of like nomadie. Nomadi. No, nomadi area. Nomad. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, maybe I'll get some like mum rolls or yeah. whatever, but. Um, but age seems can work in your favour in that regard. Yeah, definitely. So, so you, uh, yeah. you could get a break at, at fifty because your look and your demeanour is so different to yeah. how it was when it was when you were twenty. Exactly. Or the competition's less. Acting's so subjective that I feel like it's hard to comment on without being but, fully in it. But all creative endeavors are subjective you would well, argue no, apart dance. from it's like text, you yeah, potentially dance being yeah. one that, ex- that is not because of your body you can't take the same uh you know exertion. well yeah of course but i would i would argue that in regards to age they're not subjective so for example you can be any age to be an artist like an actual painting artist um yeah so what's your point about acting being subjective because uh, acting's so subjective like depending on the person you are the typecast that you are the the the, the role that you're that that is being auditioned for that yeah. you know, like but that's the same for anything it's just that the actor <coughs> the actor's person the, the actor's whole thing is their person so like with an artist you'd be like well it's also subjective because it can depend on the type of person you are in regards to getting your art out there it could depend on the type of art that you do no but it could I, depend on no, where but, you're trying to place that art um no but i'm talking very specifically in regards to age right so for an artist like somebody who paints yeah it doesn't matter you can be you can you can be a famous painter or not even famous but you can be a successful painter at any age and nobody will be like oh no we can't hire him because he's two years too old okay. or, do you know what i mean whereas yeah. with acting specifically in regards to age it's so subjective based on so many different variables because sometimes it's good to be certain ages sometimes it's not good to be certain ages sometimes yeah maybe it's just the word subjective is throwing me i'm not sure that's... okay well whatever yeah i know what you're saying now yeah whereas music is like music's also one of them ones that is slight ever so it's like slightly subjective in the sense that it definitely depends on what type of music you're trying to create and i would say it's more probably even more so why because in acting you could be like all right i'm going for a role that is a 24 year old spy mm. um but i'm a 36 year old overweight bald guy balding guy yeah be like all right well i'm just not going to go for that role Whereas in music, maybe you're just making the music that you're making. Maybe you're maybe let's say let's say you're an instrumentalist, right? Let's say you're an amazing guitarist, and you just play with this person. You've played with them for ages. They get a break. Label signs you. You get replaced all of a sudden. It's like okay, well, I didn't think I wasn't going for a part that, that I wasn't, you know, cut out for because I was already playing in that band. However, the label just decided that these guys look better. So therefore, I'm out. It's not nothing to do with my actual ability in that art form. Whereas the actor's thing is, okay, well, you being a balding, overweight 36-year-old actually affects your ability to play a 24-year-old sexy spy. But being... A slightly uncool guy playing guitar does not affect your ability to right. then play guitar in. So you're the looking band. at the subjectivity <clears throat> from the point of the hirer. Well, I was looking at it from the point of like the overall industry. But yeah, okay. So from the subject of the hirer, I guess. Uh, sorry, from the point of view of the hirer, yeah, I guess it is. 
more subjective with music because uh well i don't know is it not just more specific with music because with well no it's less specific I th- yes i think it's less specific it's, yeah, just, it less, it's less just specific. random isn't it, it? Is you could just be random, like yeah just one di- like and I, and I use and i'm using an example of someone that we both know that this happened to yeah 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 Th- three three members of a band a bassist drummer and guitarist being ditched as soon as the as soon as the artist, artist got, got taken on by a label but if you actually looked at those members of those of that band they are all more than capable of fulfilling what it is that they're supposed to be doing yeah it's just the fact that maybe they didn't look right or they didn't have the right contact well at the time it and was the does, fact that it was a different thing but yeah and the and the um i don't know if age had anything to do with it probably not to say but but you know that you could have that and you do see that in some bands where you're like this your band's cool but like why is your keyboard is 40 yeah but then so in some bands it'd be like oh that's cool the keyboardist is 40 do you know what I mean? so yeah i suppose you could yeah in the same way that there's a there's a role that you maybe don't apply for you know as an actor there's certain areas of the industry or genres of the of music that you don't go for it once you hit a certain point but then it's like my musical is taste has definitely adapted since i've got older and i don't know whether that's been a conscious de- well it hasn't been a conscious decision but maybe my, I, I feel like maybe luckily for me, my musical taste and also my kind of like the way that I, the way in which I want to pursue music has changed um, and has matured along with me. Yeah. So, you know, when I was, yeah, when I was 18, <clears throat> I wanted to like be, well, to be fair, I was acting at that point, but I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to be a big, huge presence and have a huge effect. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I got into uni and I was a little bit older, I was, my music became more mature in what I was writing. And it wasn't like indie rock stuff that was like, you know, just, okay, you know, and then, and then when I got out of uni, especially like now, my, my entire career has matured to the point where I don't, I, if I was given all of that stuff, I'd be like, oh, fuck this. I want to live in my nice flat in the forest somewhere. And a flat in the forest. Yeah. And create, music that you know i can just that that i enjoy that i would actually listen to and that i enjoy having is that a forced is that has that been forced upon you because the thing that you wanted when you were 18 hasn't happened just yet well i don't know because that's why i was saying it's not a conscious decision that i've made it's something that is luckily developed with me but i don't know whether that's developed with me because because subconsciously i've been like well you can't do that anymore yeah, I I don't know if it is subconscious. I feel like we've had conversations like this before. You and Ollie, who's been who's been on the podcast twice. Yeah, but we've um, never had a conscious conversation where we've gone, okay, guys, we need to stop no, making this music now and make this. No, but externalizing in a conversation just to be like, you know, this is what we're thinking, mate. That's that's enough to have for it to have an impact on your life. It's like when someone says, um, I remember, I'll remember for forever that Ben Gladwin once said to me, "Is like that's a loud coat." He wasn't saying you should never wear that coat again. It's really loud. But now I like don't wear it as, like with you know nearly willy willy nearly. What coat is that? The blue. I love American that coat. I knew you were going to say that. I love that coat. You haven't worn that for a while. Damn you, Ben. No, but I, and, and I, it's happened with you. And when I've said things about your when clothes, when you said that I looked I like a colouring book one yeah, day, yeah, and I never wore that shirt ever again. Well, that's the thing. I didn't say <laughs> you look like a colouring book. That's a bad thing. You should never wear that again. And you went, yeah, probably not. I just made a comment, and that comment had an impact. So you having those conversations with the likes of Ollie will have had an impact. Well, yeah, but for 
I think you have conscious impacts and unconscious impacts. And for example, when you said my shirt looked like a coloring book, I made a conscious effort to be like, I'm not going to wear that shirt yeah, again. See, with the Ben one with me, I didn't do okay. that. I just was like, I just have, no, I just noticed. So it. I'm saying that my my, I feel like mine is the latter. So I feel like if I have had conversations about it, they've not ones with that have made me consciously be like, I'm going to change the way I approach things. Mm. It's been like I've had, and maybe I've had conversations, and yet maybe they have change the way change my thought process but not consciously it's something that i've been happy to go along with and yeah. not, I, there's not been one point where i've been like you know i've lit a fire and mourned my previous years <laughs> so Which i'm surprised knowing you I know. although maybe on your right wing day today is probably not yeah. uh, it's probably not feasible yeah. i think that i have had to div- div- i think that's part of the reason why i don't like getting older is because I think I have had to adjust my thinking, not necessarily just my way of doing things. I think that I did that automatically, and uni changed that in me a, like a lot um, from from you know a pre-uni rockier sort of days. But I think um, I think from a, th- a sort of state of mind and a, a way of doing things, a way of dealing with things. I think mine does come from the point of view of like, oh, you've not been handed or given those opportunities or taken those opportunities or or whatever it is um that have allowed you to fulfill what you were going to do when or what you wanted to be doing when you were 16 to, to 18 to, mm. or whatever that mm-hmm. i've lost track of <laughs> me as a young person now but you know what i mean the the being signed going on tour all the time living like a a, a, a rock star sort of lifestyle yeah i honestly think i would if i had been given all that at sort of 20 21 i would either be dead now or i would not be doing it now you wouldn't be doing it now just 100%. because i think i wouldn't have hand, i'd have just been like all systems go yeah um like knowing you and knowing the person you are i don't think you would have sustained that yeah to now. yeah i don't think so either it'd been too intense yeah and and again, I don't know if that's me thinking that because it's not happened for me and I'm just reasoning it Possibly. out. Maybe I would have dealt with it really well and matured and whatever. Yeah. But I honest, but like, you know, I'm, I'm 90% sure that that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. You know, you'd just be like, it, it would have just been intense for me. It was intense for me on the, on the, on the tour with Blitz kids. It was like, yeah, this is sick. We're just going, going, going. And I, you know, I'm like that now. And I think I would have just been burnt out. Do you know what I mean? See, I or made stupid other, decisions. I, on the other hand, would almost definitely have been the next Beyonce and I would have reveled <laughs> in that. Yeah, with your kale teeth and yeah. your, your pyjama bottoms on back, inside out. Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably would have been the next Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have. I would have changed <laughs> the world. Uh, but, you know, I do think I have made, I have had to flip my way of thinking just to deal with the fact that, you know, and this will sound harsh and I don't mean it to sound this harsh, but to deal with the fact that potentially could be a failure no not me as a person but in regards to my aspirations when i was a, a younger person and, mm. I, and i know that's that's not that's not how i perceive my life and i'm sure that's not how other people perceive my life or people listening to this may even want me to perceive my life i can think of one person in particular <laughs> but um if you're playing the blunt if you play doing it bluntly uh that's that's the that's the terminology it depends what you define as a failure because I, yeah i know i know I like I know that it's 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 nice and romantic for you to say that and you're like oh but also like no <laughs> no I know. don't but I don't think I am no 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 I'm no, just yeah. saying that's the thing that's the the reason why you have to flip your 
your, your thought process and approach life from a more mature and with broader, a more, more mature place and with broader horizons. Yeah, but do because you all- if you were a 16 year old or a seven or an 18 year old and it hadn't happened by the time you were 26 or you're looking at someone else, you in your young, stupid, naive way of thinking might have been like, that person's a failure. Yeah, okay, but do you not think, right, and this is like, I want everyone to think about this right now because this is this is what, this is why I'm looking forward to getting to 30. So it's going to be some like mad guided meditation. Thing. It is, yeah. <laughs> right wing so, meditation. Do you not think, think of the immigrants, that, that get them out people, of your head. Do you not think that older people listening to you right now are like, Oh. Yeah, yeah. Probably, and they, but yeah. listen, because do you not think that like older people have the secret? And do you not think do <laughs> no, you not think as you get older, no, you're getting the secret? No. I do. See, I feel like that. I look at younger people and I'm like, <laughs> I've got the secret. Do you know what I mean? It's like and, yeah. and I feel like that. And as I get older, I feel like I've got this little secret to life that I'm no. like, I get life. I understand what's going no. on here. Do you know who I think has the secret? Who? Postman. <laughs> right? I swear to God. They're just happy, aren't they? They're just fucking happy. Our postman is not happy. Have you seen his face? He's trendy as fuck, our postman. He's Little so hipster, unhappy. Hipster postman with his beard and his backwards He's cap. He's not happy. They, right, in Nanswich, right, you have a postman. It's an, it's an old guy. It's always an old guy. And they're always happy. Or an old or an old girl. And that girl, person, woman, old woman. Um, not that old. But like 50s, let's say. And they're always just happy. Right, and it's just sim- and you just imagine their life that they're just—it's just simple, and they always just seem to breeze through as if they got it figured out. And do you remember me talking to you about that book, *The Power of Now*? Mm. And there were certain aspects of that book, and then if you, I would recommend people reading it. So there were certain aspects of that book that were great. And I was like, "Wow, this has really changed my mm. way of thinking." And then there are certain aspects of it that I was like, "I bet the postman's happy without all this stuff, without he, you know, and the way that the the author Eckhart Tolle." Tolly, however you say it, um, was presenting it was like, if you don't do this, then you are destined to a life of misery, basically. Yeah. And I was thinking, matey boy, you won't like. How do you know, matey boy, who's doing the the post the postman isn't fully enveloped in the power of now, Maybe. and it's like he is he's taking every step as like I am enjoying every moment right. of this step. Okay, well, let's reverse my point to being in the nineteen forties. I don't know, because that's wartime. They Let's go 1950s, before the power of now even existed. Yeah, no, but... They, and they're just working... Hang on, wait. And they're just work, they're working in their little off-license. Like, there was a woman in Nantwich who used to own this. Actually, she was really grumpy, so let's not use her as a point of view, but as a um, uh, as a, as, an, as an example. But there are people who just work in their own little business or as a postman or something like that, and they're just totally happy. They don't need loads of self-help books, and they don't need loads of um, sort of justification for the way that they feel and things like that they just have a nice simple life and my perfect example of that is a friend of mine called baz he's got his own house he's worked since he was 16 he just seems happy yeah the concept of the power of now existed before the written words so the you you your matey boy open uh, owning the maybe it's people who have who, who are doing that they're just living the, the now they're living day by day they're taking it yeah. in and they're just happy with Without what's happening consciously now. doing it yeah exactly mm-hmm. so and but another thing is I forgot. Okay. Totally forgot that point. That was mad. <laughs> You're not living in the now. I'm not. I'm really not. You need I, to live in the past and oh remember my God, the point. I, I live in everything but the now. Oh yeah, tell me about it. And I think that's part of the issue. Because, right. but the, so back to my point, which you just overruled. The secret is not being a postman. 
yeah, all right, the postman has got the power now and he's happy, but let's be honest, all postmen are probably fucking Pisces and like super zen and balanced. All right, right in if you know what that means. So, but that I think as I'm getting older and I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm being drip, pre- drip fed this secret. Okay. And I just feel like I'm getting this secret and I'm like, I know what's going on. Okay, so Donald Trump is 78, I think, or 76. Oh, he hasn't got a secret. Well, he's old. Yeah, but he's still got child. He's still got the brain of a five-year-old. Okay. Um, Boris Johnson, he's probably in his 50s I reckon 60s. he's got the secret. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, the secret doesn't mean the secret doesn't mean that like you're a good or bad person. Like, and Mazur can have the secret, but it just means that like uh-huh. you, you, you know this, you have this feeling or this air about you that is like, Mm. it's fine i know what's going on is the secret the thing where you go i'm too old i don't care about that and people are like no 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 because i'm still very driven and there's people in the 30s and 40s who are not care about that as in like you get lazy as in like you're 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 not as self-conscious about things or probably part of it you don't take things as personally yeah i would say that's definitely part of it yeah but i don't think the secret is one thing i think the secret is a an abundance of information that is not physically said that is not said out loud we need to make a make a sci-fi film where someone gets the secret yeah. and bottles it yeah. and starts selling it to young people. Yeah, and then they're all like old people. Well, no, but they're not like old people. What? I reckon Greta Gunberg's got the secret. Gunberg. 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 Yeah, maybe. I don't think they'd end up like old people in the sci-fi. I think no, maybe they the would just they like think. start taking over the world a bit more because they're not self-conscious or they have this secret that yeah. enables them. Yeah. And then the old people, and then there's a war between the young and old, and that's the second installment, and it's not quite as good as the first installment. And then the war gets finalized in the final episode of the trilogy, and it's dog shit. But you need that episode, and you've got to go and see that final one just to wrap it all up. It- Matrix is coming back next year, baby. You know what's annoying about the secret mm. is when I was younger, I didn't ever want to get it because people who it was like people who had the secret were yeah. like, it was like. Ah uh, no no! I'm not gonna be like that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna be, the, you know, young and vibrant and yeah, exactly. So like when you're young, you don't want the secret, but you get to this age and like something starts happening and changing, and you're like, oh, but now so you this know this is life. But now you know that if you get the secret, you can still be vibrant. Yeah, totally. Of course you can. But, but you it's like when you're, when you're younger, you don't want the secret because it's like you see people who've got it and you're like, oh no. Yeah, but you probably didn't know that you could. Well, you still don't know be... what the secret is, so then when you start getting the secret, you're like, oh shit. So what is, is part of the secret? That I you're don't getting? know. But you just said you're getting part of it. I think I am. Yeah. So what is it? I don't know. I just feel more at ease. All right. I mean, you're someone who's looking forward to their thirties. I can't wait. Which is fucking crazy. Well, you know what? Also, I'm. I'm oh a, fuck, being thirty, man. I'm a hipster at heart. Yeah. And everybody doesn't want to get old so i was like Fuck <laughs> if everyone doesn't want to get old you want to get <laughs> yeah. old right okay um do you think that your age will have an impact on when you stop pursuing a creative endeavor if it hasn't taken off in the way that you would imagine it to have taken oh, off what i'm say that again so do you think your age <laughs> Sake. well it's just me and you talking in a room right now i'm the only person talk- i know but i'm not here i'm not in the now oh, okay so this podcast has been going on for 40 minutes uh, anyway so do you think that your age yeah. will have an impact yeah. on whether you 
stop a pursuit of a creative endeavor. I don't know if that's, yeah. Because it hasn't come to fruition in the way that you thought it would. So for example, right now we're aiming towards sync and things like that. And we want to try and develop that side of things. And in an ideal world, you'd be living off royalty and payments from sync and compositions and selling art and stuff like that. That's yeah. So that's the dream. But let's say that that never quite comes. Yeah. It comes in dribs and drabs like it always does and it keeps you with a carrot and a stick. But it doesn't come in the way that it does. Are you going to hit an age where you stop doing that? Um, no. And I think that was because of a conversation that we had a few podcasts ago where I was like, I feel like I need to be tethered. Okay. I feel untethered. And the thing that tethers me is creative pursuit. Okay, that's interesting. And whether that, whether that is successful or not, it doesn't matter. Okay. And I the reason why I ask is because so we've been out in north london recently we went to uh the sappho networking night where Uh i work they put on a a monthly networking night we went to that Mm -hmm. we also went to an open mic night uh to play i went to play for um someone there who was doing a a couple of a couple of songs and Mm -hmm. then we got up and did a couple of songs but the majority of that of the people playing were above the age of 50 or 60 yeah and you look at it and you go ah it's nice, isn't it? Mm. Unless they're absolutely amazing, and then you're like, "Oh, this is sick." Yeah. But generally, they're like, if they're kind of like above average, average, below average, mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, that's nice." Am I? And then, and then at the networking night, sorry, you had a couple of people who walked in and they were noticeably older than everyone else in the room. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not discrediting these people because I think it's fantastic. But I'm not sure I would have... <laughs> Just by saying, I think it's fantastic no, that they're getting involved. No, the, no the, blokes, the two blokes that came into the, the networking night, I was like, yeah, you're doing the right thing here. Because they both just wanted to get, you know, into it more. Yeah. But I'm not sure I would have maybe the humility, which is fucking arrogant of me to say, but the humility or the balls to go into something like that. If I was like, say I hit 60, I've just been out of the game for 20 years because I got fucking fed up of it and I want to get back in the game. To then, to then bite the bullet and then start going to networking nights again and open mic nights, mm. you have that image from when you're a young person where you're like, oh, it's just old people just doing, like, it's just an old man playing guitar. But then, I don't know if I would, if I would be able to then be that man, old man playing guitar if it, if it hadn't worked out for me in the well, way that I wanted it to. Well, then you'll do what's right for you. But I'm, what I'm, I suppose what I'm saying is I kind of... I want to. I want. I want. I would like to be able to say, like, yeah, I'd go and do that. Well, you don't know. Nobody knows. No, but we're high, you know, no one knows if you're going to get a secret and be a big, abstract, right-wing, vibrant woman. I know. <laughs> we're talking in the hypotheticals. We're talking about the future. Yeah, I know, but I it, like I, I. That's one bit. Like I, I actually don't know that. I hate going to open mics now. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to be at an open mic when I'm like 50. Okay, all right. What it. I'm asking then is for you, do you look at those people and go, oh, that's nice and kind of pity them? Or, no. do, you, or do you look at them as an equal? No, I look at them like they're just a different person to me. Okay. I look at them like, yeah, I look at them like a hu- an equal on a human level. I yeah. try to look at everyone. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. I'm talking from a creative point of view. Um, I just look at them as in, they're in a different place. They're in, they're in a different, there's no, there's no, comparison like they're just a different person to me they're pursuing different things to me they're not pursuing a well they, they might be but they're not pursuing a creative 
career mm. because they're not in a stage of their life where they where they're doing that they yeah. just look like they're doing something because they enjoy it and that's what they want to do mm. to me i don't enjoy that so i wouldn't be doing it when i'm there that okay. age all right well the, but the pre i'm talking about the premise not the not the actual open mic night i'm talking about the premise so the reason why i think about it is because again i've mentioned ben about three times already but ben gladwin once said to me he had a realization that playing functions and weddings and things like that isn't sustainable isn't necessarily something that you would be doing into your old age because mm. people don't want to book a 40 to 50 year old covers band mm. and that's not because we think that they are those people who are doing that at 40 and 50 are lesser than us or who wants to book that and we're looking down on them it's just an interesting thought process so i'm talking about the premise and that's why i was asking would you ever stop i'm not talking about the um the thing of being like Open mic nights, we're talking about that. And that's just one example of these various things that if you're an older person doing it, how do you view that? How do you view yourself in the future? Um, I, I, that's such a hard question to answer. Like, I, I don't know. Um, will I still be doing... Like, yeah, I can honestly see myself creating music when I'm older and painting when I'm older and doing things like that but i can also see myself in a position where that's not my that's not my bread and butter yeah i'll have moved on from that and i'll be like overseeing something else which is my bread and butter that i've probably worked on my 40s throughout the work worked on throughout my 40s like i don't yeah anything, so you, so anything that i'm doing when i'm older is probably going to be a hobby because i enjoy it yeah so you wouldn't be pursuing the same thing then well no, but I'd still be doing it because I enjoy it. So, pursuing I'd, it as a career is what I mean. Well, yeah, oh yeah. So I'll probably be pursuing it up until the point that I retire. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, retire. Right? But then, what does that like, mean? We what's don't... the difference between just pursuing it and doing it because you enjoy it? Uh, like getting paid could... for it and trying to further it to the next level. You know, from a career industry. Yeah, point but of that view. could happen when you're not trying to do that. It could but it's your own active pursuit of it. Like right now, we're not just doing it because we enjoy it. I mean, okay, yeah, all right. So yeah, maybe like life will get in the way and you have to stop for po different periods of your life. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. To me, it's it's hazy. Past the, past the age of 30, 32, I'm just like, what, what is that? What, what am I doing? What am I working on at that point? Do you know what I mean? I can, yeah, I can barely see it for the next like three or four years. Of course, you're thinking that now because you can't like, because you're not being presented with the same options that you'd be presented with when you're 32. Like or, when you're 32, you'd be a normal job. If you were working as someone in a normal job, you'd be like, oh, I'll get this promotion and that promotion that I might move to that business and I'll go to that. Yeah, because that's a because you can that's an industry where you and can, then I'll retire. That's an industry where you can judge things like that. Whereas we're in an industry where you can't we we don't dictate our own yeah, that's, success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you then start working on like what options you're provided with the time and how you can use those options to to develop what you do. So mm -hmm. you know when you're you now you're not you're not presented with the same options as you will be in five years time. So yeah. you have to. You have to go with an you have to go with like an initial idea of the person that you want to become, but then you will need to tackle the the options and the opportunities as they come day by day. 
to. And then one day, maybe an opportunity will arise that takes you in a completely different direction. You take it. Two things. I just kind of need to pick up on them before we, before I forget. Uh, slip not. Um, <clears throat> you just said we are not in control of our own success or something to that effect. Mm. That's a pretty mad way of thinking about things. And I actually think you're kind of right. But I mean, if, if you were living in that whole like manifestation well, period. You, I suppose you should be. Yeah, of course you I should I suppose be. you shouldn't be thinking, I'm like, maybe maybe I'll, maybe I won't succeed. Like you said something before, you're like, maybe I'll stop for a bit and, and whatever. But then maybe that's the reason why you won't okay, necessarily so let me, succeed in let inverted me, commas. Let me clear that phrase up before you move on to the next one. Yeah. Let me just like clean up the edges. I think edges. I've already forgotten the next one. Okay. Let me like, you know, clean up the edges. And, yeah, oh no, I've remembered it. Um... When I say we are not the creator of our... What's I say? We're not the... It's something like we're not in control of our own success. We're not in control of our own success, right? So what I mean is we are... Right, so let's firstly, let's define success. I'm definitely in control of my own general success because I will drive in a direction that I'm happy with, which will make me successful in my own right. Okay. So I mean specifically success in terms of... um, like musical work being given musical kind of opportunities yeah um that is what i mean it in specific specifically i know i know that's what you mean but other people would be like no you are in control of your own success you are in control of getting those things and your state of mind in the way that you well yeah i guess depends on the person you are yeah but that's just an interest that you say that so flippantly i'm not in control of my own success Maybe that's the problem because it is such a flippant thing of like, yeah, it's down to someone else. But, but then it's, it's not, is it? Mm. But they, I, and I know that you go, it is because they have to give us the brief or the sync or the, but it's all a manifestation. Well, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily that I believe in that either, but yeah, it depends on, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I do, do try and agree with the power of manifestation, but I believe that's something that you have to have along with actual, you know, actual tangible things that yeah. actual tangible opportunities. Yeah, of course. But then they they would say you get those tangible opportunities by manifesting them. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that the flippant the flippancy of the comment could show the yeah the reason and I guess, why. I guess it was because we were you were talking about it in comparison of somebody like a you know somebody who was working their way up a ladder in law in a law firm. Yeah, or, but I suppose know. even then they might not get the the, the right cases. Well, no, I guess. And then, you know, it could be somebody's cousin who they want to take the role instead of them, you know. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Well, then in that, you know, maybe, yeah, they're not in control of their own success. But at least they have a clear direction in which they can project what person they could be when they're 50. Uh, yeah, a clearer direction. Whereas, yeah. um, maybe what I should have said is the direction of my career isn't uh, isn't clear. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I probably I did say no, that. I know, too, I know what you so maybe subconsciously that's what I actually think. Just before we move on to the the the, the first smeg, and that's um, why I'm not Beyonce. And then when I, when, how old do you get when you stop saying smeg and stop finding that funny? Never. Um, before we do that, I just want to make a comment about the secret again. So mm. what if the secret, mm. this age secret that you have things drip fed, you have parts of it drip fed to you, and mm. um, what if? It is a really humbling secret. It is something that you, you it means that you have to swallow your pride in order to to take that secret. Mm. 
and some people just can't do that and they disregard the secret and that's why you have certain old people like donald trump or um i'm not gonna name anyone else but you know you have certain old people that you look at and you go god yeah possibly and they've gone i can't i can't and i can't sit back and take that secret Mm, yeah yeah yeah. do you know what i mean it's like some people with kids and I'm not a parent, so I'm totally not qualified to say this, but you get some people who say, oh, it completely changes you. It puts into perspective the fact that you're not the most important thing in your own world anymore. Yeah. And then you get other people who just rebel and you get these like, you know, young, especially men who leave um, at an early age or, or women who Mama. still want to live out, uh, who still want to live out their younger years. <laughs> um and they rebel against it. Maybe it's like that. It's a similar thing where it's like, I can't, I just can't take this. Yeah. So, and that's why you get these people where you're like, oh, have you been given the secret or not? Yeah. So you have, you just disregarded it, perhaps. Yeah. Even though the secret is not a secret. Although I'd love it to be. Anyway, let's move on to the first smeg. Did you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more like your kid? What's your plan B? What is it again? This is what is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? That's the one. Uh, this is quirks, annoyances, nuances, little things that may happen to you in your various parts of the creative industry that only you would know about because Jack Batchelor, who is a great, great drummer, has grandparents who still ask what he's going to do when he's finished with the drums. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything this week, Shell? no I haven't done very many covers gigs oh yes I've got one. Oh shit <gasps> it didn't come from not covers gigs too yeah I know but that's where all the annoyances come from okay um yeah I've got one go on in. so this is the first time I've heard of this this is this this phenomena is like um I don't know. It's like a it's like a unicorn. It's something I hear about, but I never actually witnessed myself. Okay. And I witnessed it. Right. It happened directly to me. Okay. It's when somebody else, and it can be in regards to anything, but judges you based on the way that you look, and is like. I'm sure plenty of people have had that. I've never had that experience, but I've had someone say to me this week. Um, and actually they weren't judging me but they were saying they were basically saying like this is what needs to happen for the gig they were basically saying that I, every, not just me but everybody in the band needs to look super cool right need to look, you need to look just super cool you need to look just shit hot okay um, and I thought that that guy was a fucking moron yeah that's interesting is it it is to me because I've never it's never happened to me before like I've I've heard of people you know being like oh you know that band won't employ that person because they don't look good and I've been like that's stupid yeah but I've never actually had someone say it to me before on a gig and not not a daily gig let's just be clear um so I was just like whoa this is so weird I've never had this happen to me before I feel like I've had that happen before there was also but they weren't I mean, assuming something of you by the way that you looked. They were just no. They were just telling me how I need to look. Yeah, and I've not had that before. Mm. I've not had somebody tell me how I need to look. I've had that before. I've not, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. I kind of just nod at them and go, "All right." That's exactly what I did. Yeah. I mean, there was there was there was also a bit of like 
uh, what's the word like racial appropriation or something in yeah. there because yeah. they, they use the word urban they use the word urban yeah. but also reference tea when they says yeah. how to look urban and i was like whoa well that's another thing where you just <laughs> nod and go you're a fucking idiot <laughs> And they're yeah. saying this to like the ginger white girl. Mm. I was like, come on, you're stupid. You have to be stupid yeah, to I, do that. Yeah, I had a little bit of that. And this is a little bit of what I was going to say for this section as well. Um, at the networking night that we went to, where, so this is mine's twofold. One's going back to something I think we discussed with Little Grace and the other is going back to, a, to you, mm-hmm. what you've just said. Uh, I had someone ask me about like, you know, you're at the networking night, you're all mingling. And the whole purpose of this networking night is that you will play a part of a song each over, you know, like on Spotify or whatever. So everyone has an idea of what you do. So you're not walking around going, so what kind of music do you do? And they're going, oh, it's kind of like a folk neo soul thing. And you're like, okay, um, what? Uh, But a couple of people turned up late and we played ours first or second first. and so I end up chatting to this person and they're like they ask that stupid questions because they turned up late and they didn't hear it and um, and I found myself being like oh, I really I really don't know I mean say alternative is a bit of a, you know and I had that problem with the genre that we spoke about with Little Grace that mm-hmm. annoying question of what genre are you and I said at one point I was like because Jay who works on the marketing side of things with us um, he calls us like an alt indie band. He calls it indie quite regularly because I think that's just the, maybe that's the audience we're going for. Although I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as that. I, in my mush of words that I said to try oh, and... In an, you should in an, never tell anyone you're in an indie band. In an attempt to try and explain it, said the word indie. Oh. And as I said it, before I even finished the E, she was like, that's what I would have thought by looking at you. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm back in uni. I'm okay, thanks. We can, let's continue this conversation another time. Yeah, you do look like you're straight <laughs> out of the 1975. So then I found myself being like, oh, but then the drums are kind of like, and I fucked up. I was like, the drums are kind of like hip hop. And I was like, no, they're, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're <laughs> what are you doing? But what I meant was like industrial, but we use like hip hop samples here and there. So I was, so I just, I just um, absolutely stumbled and tumbled and rolled down a hill through this conversation. But yeah. Uh, I, I had that thing there again. Yeah. Um, it didn't necessarily bother me. It just knocked me off my stride. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm I've 18 thought, again. I've just thought of an interesting thing that I actually don't know whether that person who I'm talking about um, listens to the podcast. And if they do, now I guess they know my real thoughts about them. We don't have to have that awkward conversation where I tell them you're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way. It's a good thing for the podcast, isn't it? It's like, um, I don't know. You can now know that you're an absolute tit without me having to tell you. But like you said, if it's a covers gig, that's just work, isn't it? Oh yeah, but come on, I'd do without. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really are on one today. Sorry, carry on anyway. Have you got one? Um, for no, no, no. I just I was just that yours? To yours. I was okay. going to talk a little bit about like people in the creative world who mature like a wine and other people that are in the creative world who mature like a cheese no like a like a, some cheeses mature really really nicely uh who mature like a like gluten-free bread oh, but gosh. um <laughs> but then I, I i you know we've we've touched upon that so we've i don't have to go into that um Let's drop in George Coleman here. E, oh my God, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? Cool, this is who the fuck is Peter Guy. This is our recommendation section of the podcast. 
Shell has probably listened to absolutely nothing this week. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't listened to that much, but we have got a single out. Mm-hmm. And that single is accompanied by a video shot by 10th Mention on the podcast, Mr. Ben Gladwin. Uh, you can follow him at Sketch, Sketch, at Sketch Benjamin on Instagram. Um, that video is um, was performing to uh, whilst there's a projection on us of the film that we've made, the last scene of yeah. the film. So it's a bit spoilery because it gives you the last scene of the film, but hopefully it's not it's in not context It's not spoilery enough. if you listen to this podcast, but because you know exactly what we're doing, but it is spoilery if like you don't know that we're making a film because this is the first glance that anyone actually gets of the fact that we've made a film. No, we did the, the sound check thing of us playing oh, yeah. Prelude. Okay, well, this is the first time that you get an actual glance of, like, a good bit of the film. Yeah, and it's purposely done in a way that the first single shows you the f- parts of the first act, if you want to call it that. The second single is showing you parts of the last act, and the third single is going to show you parts of the middle act here and there. Um, or, or maybe not even that. Maybe it'll just, like, tie them together because that time has a... Time being nonlinear has... Um, a presence. A pre- yeah, is a theme in the film. Uh, so you know we did we did do it on purpose. I promise. Yeah. I, had to, I had someone correct us, and she's she's absolutely lovely about it. And she was like, just to let you know, because the song that we've released is called Coda, and then in brackets the beginning. And she was like, just to let you know, the word Coda doesn't mean the beginning. And I was like, ah, uh-huh, I know. <laughs> That's the, the. It's going back to the begin. We're going back to the start. Like the, we're going back to the coda, it's and the little- coda in this <laughs> instance is. And I was like, that's really, really nice of you, but also I like some I like it's already f- out. <laughs> I like that someone cares that much. Yeah. Like that yeah. someone knows and is into it that much that they care enough to Yeah, but it's it's that thing of when you used to play music for people in uni. Yeah. And it'd be a released single and they'd be like, That snare is dreadful and he's changing. Oh. And you're like, Oh, it's on Spotify, it's got a thousand streams. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it just has like, uh yeah. Because if that was me, I'd be like I just wouldn't, you know, it's out. You can't change it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so we recommend that highly. It's probably the best thing that you could ever listen to this year. I think it's the best thing that's out this year. It is. Can we do so an let's episode? just end the episode. Thanks, guys. Can we do an episode on that um, on that song soon? Because yes. I feel like we need to like talk about it more because there's just lots and lots behind that song that yes. we... Well, it'd be very nice to not only do an episode on that song, but we've been talking for a while about doing a separate sort of spin-off podcast, spin-off episodes where we talk about lyrics behind songs of, of the types of artists that we are um, talking to at the moment on this. Okay. Um, you know, like a song explodery thing to do with massive, massive songs. And that's really interesting, but it'd be cool to know about these little songs and where these lyrics have come from. Mm-hmm. And we were, to- we were talking, weren't we, about potentially starting that with this song. Um, maybe we should do it as a segment yeah we could do it as a segment um write in let us know what you want yeah potentially um we can give you one little recommendation this week shell has probably hasn't listened to anything at all you don't know that go on give us your recommendation no i'm just saying you don't know whether i have or not listened to it spend a lot of time with you (laughs) and um i'm gonna recommend something that i've not really delved into but i'm enjoying my first initial delve which is just two songs uh, it's a guy called active child or active child or active child but i listened to his uh, latest single set me free which came out this year 
Um, and then I started, I think I got two tracks into his 2015 album, Mercy, because someone at the uh, networking night that we went to said that our track reminded them of, of his stuff. So, you know, I'm always keen to track out things that might be of a similar genre to us because we find it hard to pin pin that think that that aspect of our sound down. Um, so I checked it out. It's really nice. It's really cool. It's very ambient. It's very... Um, again, I was going to use the word indie, but it's not indie because indie's like Bombay Bicycle Club, isn't it? It's very... Um, trendy. Is that, oh, that's not the right thing. It's very spacious. Lots of reverby, nice vocals crossing over each other. Um, quite epic sounding drums, but not cinematic. It's still small scale. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. I'd recommend it. Um, I'd recommend what I've heard so far anyway. Um, that's kind of it, I'm afraid. Coda, our song. Yeah. And Active Child, Set Me Free, or the, the, uh, the, the, the previous album. But more so Coda. <laughs> but more so Coda, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, thanks for arguing with me this morning, Shell. It's all right. Good way to start the day. You know, get your brain going. You have an email from that guy that you hate. Oh. Um, you just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Live. What the fuck? Uh, Siri's been typing out a whole podcast as an email to him. Um, but yeah, go and stream the new song. Go and watch the video. Go and follow Ben, who shot the video. Uh, and go and follow what we're doing if you don't already and if you're here and you don't do that that's madness um i don't know how you would have even ended up at this place <laughs> so uh have a great weekend and too much sauce ruins the fries